Hello and welcome to the first installment of our Elite Elevations podcast. Um, we're going to be elevating your knowledge with various guests throughout our throughout our podcast series. Uh, today joining us, we have Ashley Trent of Tower Street Insurance. Uh, she's the co-founder and partner of Tower Street Insurance. And we're just going to talk a little bit little bit about some different uh, insurance um, topics today. So everybody's favorite topic, everybody's favorite topic. <laughs> um, so anyways, uh, just if you want, if you could just introduce yourself just a little sure. bit, uh, just kind of tell us a little bit about you um, and just, you know, where, 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 where you started in the insurance industry mm -hmm. and uh, where you want to go. Absolutely. So um, I've been in the industry for 12 years. And it's been an interesting turn of events over the last 12 years. If you think about the amount of catastrophic losses we've had mm -hmm. um, and the amount of hailstorms. I remember actually I started in 2009 and didn't have our first hailstorm to turn in a claim for until 2012. And I feel like that's all I've done since then. <laughs> um, but so I'm in personal lines insurance, um, just working on risk managing families, um, successful individuals, making sure that we work with them from a holistic standpoint for ensuring both their businesses and their homes um, and protecting their assets. So awesome. love making sure that we are taking care of our clientele and um, educating them because insurance for a lot of folks, it seems like a commodity and it's something that they think it's just off the shelf, but there's a different level of insurance and a different level of quality of coverage. And um, it's not all made for one size fits all. Right, right, right. So like, for example, like if you've got a, a client that comes in and they just say, hey, you know, I need insurance. Um, you're probably going to what? Like, just kind of walk me through the process there of like yeah. what you do. Like somebody basically, and nobody's going to be walking in off the street probably, but <laughs> let's say, let's say that somebody walks in off the street and they, you know, they have a, they have just a run of the mill insurance policy that they purchased online for their home and their autos. So what's, mm -hmm. what are you going to do there for them? Yeah. So our process is a little um, more thoughtful and it's not a get a quote the same day kind of opportunity. What we do is we look for opportunities to review your current policies, what all you have in force, look for opportunities to improve or find gaps, holes, or inadequacies in your current policies. And so we do that by just going line by line and talking about your home, what other structures you have, the personal property that you have, and then talking about valuable articles, autos, umbrellas, and then what entities may own things. And just go through a litany of what feels like a lot of questions, but basically just really doing a full deep dive because no two clients are going to be 100% the same. So we go through, find out what needs to be done and how it needs to be done and what might need to be done differently based on their current insurance program. And then um, we'll go out to market and we make sure that we've gone to the right carriers. So depending on the home value, there's actually a different level of carriers that are available to you. So most carriers that you know of that are marketing to um, the masses on television or during football games, those typically aren't going to be the best carriers for higher value homes. Gotcha. So if people have a more customized home, more customized lifestyle, right. they need a, need a more customized insurance product. Right. And there are carriers in that market. So Chubb, AIG, Nationwide Private Client, Pure, Cincinnati, Berkeley One, Vault. Those are all the carriers in the state of Texas that are specialized in being able to insure homes over a certain value that are typically more um, specialized, have higher values gotcha. and typically are built to a different quality of standards. So it's kind of like walking in and getting the $99 suit off the rack, you know, versus that's most of the insurance policies that you kind of see that you can buy online versus 
walking in and getting a custom tailored suit um, to, for for your that's that's designed to fit you. So that's right. That's awesome. right. Well, and the other thing too is we also like to make sure that we while we've gone to all the carriers and taken a look at what opportunities are out there with each of the carriers. We also want to make sure that we're educating our clients on what they're buying so they have peace of mind. So right. at the end of the day, if they think about the worst case scenario of things that could occur, we've already talked about it with them and we've pre-settled the losses before they actually ever occur. No. So giving people peace of mind is a huge why I do, like reason why I do what I do, because I want to make sure that people feel confident and right. that they're protected and that their assets are protected. And then in the event that they suffer a loss, they're going to be okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so I guess, you know, just kind of rolling into that, you know, some things that, that a lot of people have have questions about um, mm-hmm. that, that we run into are, you know, what about my deductible? <laughs> you know, um, it's, I, I feel like the deductible is always the question that, that comes up, you know, yeah. um, what kinds of deductibles are out there? Uh, I mean, specifically, you know, we can kind of just focus on, on homes for right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's flat deductibles, there's percentage-based deductibles, What's the difference of those? How are those? How are those determined? You know, on on the policy. Sure. So flat deductible is truly that flat. You choose the number. If it's twenty five hundred, five thousand, ten thousand, twenty five thousand, you name it. That deductible is the same. It doesn't change from year to year, um, and it's just flat. Percentage deductibles. This is where I feel like a lot of people get confused. Mm-hmm. Um, people think it's a percentage of the claim value. That's not the case. It's a percentage of the home value. So what's the replacement cost of the home? And in terms of replacement cost of homes, people typically will say, well, my home, it could only be sold for X amount of dollars. Right. Well, home replacement cost is completely different than market value, completely different from tax value, um, and even from the bank appraisals values. So we really want to make sure that we know what it's going to cost for us to rebuild that house Mm -hmm. in today's standards today's labor cost, today's materials. So those are very different numbers all across the board um, when you're looking at the different values that homes have. And so we do our best to figure out what the best replacement cost is. And then from there, it's typically 1% of the home value that you'll see. Um, Most carriers across the state of Texas are requiring 1% deductibles Mm -hmm. on especially wind and hail claims because they don't want to continue to have new roofs purchased for everybody because there needs to be a little bit of ownership um, just for the fact that if you took a $2,500 deductible right, and you had a you know, $50,000, $60,000, $75,000 roof, um, that $2,500 isn't very much. And the insurance company is on the hook for a lot of money there. Right. So, right. And in today's market where we have a hailstorm once every two or three years, that can add up really fast over time. So Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so kind of going into that um, with, the, with the rebuild costs, is that something that, that you as the agent are helping to determine or is that something that's different per carrier? Like does each carrier have their own standards for determining re- rebuild or is that something that you're able to kind of set and help advocate for, for your client? That's a great question. In fact, we get this a lot. Um, I'm not a builder. Yeah. So I am never going to be 100% confident in the number that I provide. I, I'm educated and I know a lot, but I will always... Um, let my clients know that the carriers we represent typically will require an appraisal. Now, granted, in the world of COVID right now, we're not necessarily going into everybody's homes, but there's some sort of appraisal process going on, whether it's pictures, interviews, um, FaceTime. But typically, a carrier at the value of the homes that we represent, which typically is $750 to $1 million and higher, um, that's the market that we typically tend to start seeing that there's a difference in carriers right. from the middle market mass um, marketing to the chubs of the world. 
And so at $752 a million, um, those homes basically will have an appraisal done in some shape or form. Mm -hmm. I will take my best guest estimate, but an appraiser will be able to come in and tell us almost down to the penny what it would cost to rebuild the home in today's standards. Gotcha. So you could actually write the policy for like, say, a $750,000 house, but then the appraisal actually comes back as saying, hey, this is actually, you know, like we've actually determined this is more than a million dollars. So then the policy might 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 adjust to that to that point for yep. them. OK, typically within 60 days, they'll want to do the appraisal gotcha. and then an endorsement would be processed to increase it to a higher value. Gotcha. And again, it's just to make sure that they're insuring the home 100 percent to the replacement cost. Right. Um, but it's also making sure that other agents aren't necessarily lowballing the replacement cost just to get a lower premium because right. nobody wins in that scenario. Right. Now, um, now there are there are times I believe um, with with some carriers where a, a deductible can be waived. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you can talk about a little bit too? Absolutely. So in the high value home space, um, the carriers do typically waive deductibles on everything other than wind and hail. Okay. Wind and hail is something that no carrier in the state of Texas is willing to waive. Um, but in the event of having a fifty thousand dollar loss on all other perils all other perils being something other than wind and hail, um, they are willing to waive the deductible on a loss over $50,000. Gotcha. So that also kind of helps too to know that if you don't turn in small claims, you feel comfortable taking a little bit higher deductible to get that offset on the premium and know that if you really do have a substantial loss, mm-hmm. you won't actually have to pay that deductible. That could be that could be very helpful for, for some people. Absolutely. Um, but like... Normally, though, that Mm -hmm. that deductible is going to be, you know, your if you're the policyholder, that's your responsibility Mm -hmm. in in any claim. So, like, let's say that you have a ten thousand you have a million dollar policy, you have a one percent deductible. So you've got a ten thousand dollar a ten thousand dollar deductible. So let's say you have a forty thousand dollar claim that first ten thousand dollars. That's that's your responsibility there. That's your responsibility for sure. And I will tell you, there are other not so credible roofing companies in town, or maybe not even in town. They come here from out of town. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, whenever you get that knock on the door and they're like, oh, we'll take care of the deductible for you, run the other direction. Because that's not somebody that's going to be actually looking out for your best interest. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just me saying that. Um, but yes, absolutely. You know, and and honestly, too, I mean, mm-hmm. that is that's, you know, that that's what you signed up for when you purchased the policy. Mm-hmm. So agreeing to let a contractor waive your deductible, eat part of your deductible, you could be, you know, setting yourself up for for fraud or something like that too yeah. if if you're if you're agreeing to be complicit in that correct that's so, correct and yeah. i will tell you i don't think any of us look good in pearly orange no no i, so. I it makes makes my skin just you know washes it out so <laughs> <laughs> um so i guess you know another another topic that we roll, that we run into quite a bit too uh, not so much in the in the higher end market mm-hmm. uh, but is replacement cost value versus uh, actual cash value. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if we, we could kind of speak to that a little bit, you know, yep. what's what's the difference there? You know, um, like in a lot of claims, a, a customer they will they will get two different checks uh, mm-hmm. written to them for their for their for their claim. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, the first check comes at one point, the second check comes at another point. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's if we could just talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. So, um, what typically happens in a claim scenario is you will get some money to start the process because inevitably 
materials need to be purchased. Um, the contractor needs some payment to go ahead and get started working. But inevitably, it's, es it's an estimate. An estimate isn't ever always down to the penny. And once you get in there and you start tearing things off the roof, you might find several layers of roof that needs to be removed, which was actually my personal experience on my own home. Um, <laughs> sweet Josh had to remove five layers on one section of my house. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was interesting. Um, so obviously you can't account for those type of things with the initial estimate, but that's where the supplemental check that comes at second check, mm -hmm. that will take care of it. The other thing too is that the insurance company actually wants to make sure that the money that they're going to spend for your claim gets paid to repair your home. So they'll give you what's considered the actual cash value, so the depreciated value of the loss mm -hmm. to go ahead and get you started. And then once the claim is wrapping up and the repairs are close to being done, then that's when the contractor can work with the insurance company, the adjuster, and say, hey, this is what it is down to the penny. Mm -hmm. And then that's that second check that gets cut. Gotcha. And that's a supplemental gotcha. check. And is there... Um with with some carriers, you know, there's going to be a, a clock that starts ticking too. Mm -hmm. um, it's either from the point that they issued that check, mm -hmm. correct, or correct. it can even possibly even be from the point of the date of loss, correct. correct? So, mm -hmm. um, so there's you've got you've got a certain amount of time that you want to get those repairs done, um, and that's that's something that you know you'd want to consult with your either your agent mm -hmm. or your your handling adjuster on that to find out okay how much time do I have to, to get this done now absolutely okay. so the other thing about that though is a lot of times people will go ahead and start trying to get their roof replaced immediately after a hailstorm mm -hmm. and we're still in her in hail season <laughs> yes and um, I've actually had two roofs replaced in one hail season oh for one of my clients and Yuck. that I will advise if we're in the middle of hail season and you don't have damage to your home that's causing it additional damage, like water leaks. Right. I might wait until we're out of hail season to go yes. ahead and get it replaced. Absolutely, yeah. Um, when I, I was a, I was an adjuster for for a time, and when I was an adjuster, I had one client that was uh, very unfortunate. Um, he was up. He was here in North Texas, and he had. A hail claim, I want to say in like 2015, had hail in 2015, replaced his roof in 2016, mm -hmm. had more hail in 2016, replaced his roof again in 2017, <laughs> and then another hailstorm in 2017. So within the space of about three years, he had three hail claims on a very large house with a, I think he had a 2% deductible too. Oh so he, it was something like a $30,000 deductible each time that he mm -hmm. was... That he was, and it, the the really unfortunate thing for him is that he kept trying to sell this house. <gasps> so the house was listed on the market, and then the hailstorm hit. So he took it off the market to get the to get all the repairs done, mm -hmm. and then he listed it again. And then another hailstorm came, and so he had to take it off the market. He was just he was so ready to be <laughs> ready sure. to be done with that house. But um, sure. thankfully, thankfully he had a good he had a good insurance company. At the time that was able to, you know, help make sure that he was getting everything that he was owed, you know, so that he could do that, you know, uh, instead of, you know, some of these other companies that you deal with, they're going to try to really negotiate down how much they're going to pay for, which leaves you holding the bag on a lot of on a lot of parts of that roof that need to get replaced that aren't necessarily getting replaced. So absolutely. It's interesting. There yeah. are different ways of settlement for sure. In yes. fact, um, I just recently earned a new client because they went through a claim with a mass marketed company and um, they only decided they were going to replace a part of the roof oh. that it wasn't all damaged. And as a part of that, they had to pay out of pocket to mm -hmm. get the rest of it repaired because the insurance company was only proving 
X percentage of it. of it. And the other thing too is they're like, well, wouldn't it look really funny if I've got brand new patches of roof against faded old patches of roof? Mm-hmm. And they brought that up to their adjuster with that middle market company. And they're like, we don't pay for matching. We just oh. pay for what was damaged. Wow. And that's another big differentiator with the high value home space. Those carriers are going to pay for contiguous. Reasonable uniform appearance, I believe, mm-hmm. is kind of the the yeah. the buzzwords for that. So, that's right. Yeah. And I will tell you, that goes beyond just the roof. Yeah. I've walked into people's homes before and they've got this beautiful great room where it goes from kitchen to dining room to living area. And open floor concept. <laughs> very open floor concept. Beautiful hardwood floors throughout the whole thing. But inevitably, in this one family that I worked with, before coming to us, the care that they were with would only replace the wood floors that were damaged during this water damage claim. They had a ice. Ice makers are the worst. They mm-hmm. leak all the time. Um, but they had an ice maker leak, and it damaged the hardwood floors in their kitchen. And they actually had to install a T-molding break in their wood floor because they couldn't match it 100% and the insurance company was only going to pay for what was damaged. So now now you've got a diminished value on your home too as far as resale value goes because you know a potential buyer walks in and they go, "Well, what happened here?" you know, exactly. instead of yeah. So yeah, so that that's where it really behooves you to have a carrier, an agent that's going to going to fight for you and do the right thing there. So Absolutely. Yeah. Um another another topic that we run into a little bit mm-hmm. is um cosmetic damage. Mm-hmm. Um, so for example, for like metal roofs, um, you know, somebody gets some hail damage to their metal roof and depending <laughs> on the insurance carrier that you have, they may show up and they may go, sorry, you know, there's no coverage for this claim. So yeah, that, that does happen. So the problem with metal roofs, which I don't want to necessarily say it's a problem. Right. Metal roofs are a fantastic material. Absolutely. They are built to withstand some of the most extreme weather, but they get ugly really, really fast. Mm-hmm. So if you get hail that's just the right size, it'll ding it up, but the integrity is still there. It still works. It's not pretty anymore, but it's going to protect the home. Right. And that's where a lot of insurance carriers are sitting there going, it's still... Still doing the job that it was made to do. It just doesn't look yeah, pretty anymore. It hasn't failed. Yeah. So there's been a lot of uh, carriers that have just now started shying away from insuring metal roofs or any type of metal roof covering. So for instance, if you have a home that's like slate or composition shingle with an area that's Mm -hmm. got a little bit of roofing, they want to avoid insuring those homes. So they'll just, they'll just, they'll just walk away from those. Yeah. There's a lot of carriers, unfortunately, um, that are starting to do that. There are only a handful of carriers in the high value home space even still that will insure metal roofs without Without the cosmetic damage exclusion. And then others, they'll insure it, but they're going to put that waiver on it so they're technically not really insuring it unless you just have some sort of big catastrophic claim that right. that affects the structural integrity of that roof yeah. um so like for example um you know we had some some clients when the tornadoes came through Dallas that mm-hmm. they're they're uh, you know they had branches that fell on the roof that mm-hmm. hit the seams of that metal so now it is no longer just a cosmetic appearance it's now a structural thing and now now the insurance company can cover that but until until you get those structural structural damages it's it's not covered so yeah if the integrity has been compromised that's when gotcha. they'll replace it but just because it's dented up and dinged up yeah it still works so definitely, a great definitely something to be mindful of if you've got mm-hmm. 
if you've got a specialty roof or anything, if, you know, if it's especially a metal roof, but Mm -hmm. definitely something to be mindful of when you're, when you're purchasing that policy is, do I have a cosmetic, cosmetic damage waiver on Mm -hmm. this policy? Um, Is my company going to, going to cover it? Um, But that's where, you know, people can come to you and say, hey, you know, like, I don't know if I'm covered well Mm -hmm. enough, you know, and then you can look at it and if they're covered, great, you know, like, great. You, you've got great coverage, you know, like mm-hmm. there's nothing that I can do for you right now. But I have <laughs> a feeling, I was going to say, I have a feeling that most of the time you're like, well, we reviewed and, you know, like you really need to be protected here, you know, and right. that's, and at the end of the day, I mean, that's really what it's all about is mm-hmm. protecting yourself, your, your, you know, one of your most expensive assets that you have, mm-hmm. your family, you know I mean? Because yeah, no, at the end of the day, nobody wants to be left holding holding the bag, you know, for, yeah. for repairs that could have been covered. So absolutely. That's I think the number one issue whenever we're talking to new clients um, that are coming to us wanting a solution is unfortunately they come to us after they've had a bad claim mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. And they want to make sure it never happens again. Right. And so um I hate that I'm always kind of dealing with a little bit of PTSD with, well, I don't know if I can trust insurance companies. And right. They can, yeah, and they should. They just need to be aligned with the right carriers that will take care of them. Right, right. So at the end of the day, it's just about you, you're a matchmaker. I mean, That's you right. really are. You're 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 there to match the client to mm-hmm. the to the right carrier, That's and right. you facilitate that that for them. So, so yeah, you know, um, you know, if 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 you're in the if you're in the market for for an insurance policy, um, or anything, or you just need somebody to look it over and tell you if it's good or not, you know. Give give Ashley a call at Tower Street Insurance, and she'll she, she and her team will just make sure that you're taken really well, uh, that you're really taken care of. So yes, sir. All right, thank you so much for Absolutely. for being on here, and uh, really look forward to it. And I have a feeling we're going to have you back on here too with with all that knowledge. So <laughs> happy to share all right, it. Thank you very much. Thank you.